Oh, didn't see that. Uh, <laughs> you can't not have a little bobby to that, can you? <laughs> We're all live. Luke, tell me, you're the IT guy. Does it all work? Yeah, yeah. The intro's played. We are live. We're live. All right. Let's rip into it. We've got a lot to cover. All right. So, everybody, welcome to Aussie Craft Distillers Shooting the Shit. Uh, this is our little. Facebook Live, podcast, YouTube, whatever. It's it's a combination of things, thanks to the genius of, of Luke, local nerd. And what we do, we are all about uh, just having conversations, shooting the shit Australian style with people in the industry. Um, local distillers, international distillers, uh, cooperers, uh, maltsters, and people that help us to put our product out there. Um, so it's an exciting industry, and we thought this is, a, this is a cool thing to do, whether it's for shits and giggles and it goes somewhere, we'll, we'll see, but we're enjoying ourselves, and we get our mm -hmm. good friends on. And tonight, tonight, we have royalty. Royalty in the house tonight. Where are they? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk to royalty in a second while they pour themselves a drink. In the meantime, I will introduce the rest of the crew that is Aussie Crafter still is shooting the shit. So I am Crafty or Cray from Craftworks Distillery. And yes, that is a metal tin shed. And yes, that is my distillery. And yes, I am working. My counterparts are Apparently. Luke. Apparently. No, I am. Don't worry. I've got a lot to do tonight, believe me. Um, Luke, <laughs> local nerd. Local nerd. IT, whiskey lover. Uh, also distiller, in my maybe. shed. And he's in his <laughs> shed. And so, Luke, how are you, my friend? I'm very good, thank you. Very well. Yeah, you're in for a good one tonight. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Looking All forward right, to gonna, it. We're going to have some fun tonight. All right. And then below Luke, not actually below oh. him, but in the box no. below. I oh, know he's gone. He's gone on the main screen now. <laughs> on the main screen now, yeah. <laughs> This, this technology. I know. Hard it's, a, it's hard to keep up, isn't it? Called, it's called <laughs> Bring back the 386. That's what I say. <laughs> anyway, so we have my good friend, my creative partner, Todd, otherwise known as The Todd, which mm -hmm. is a name which will be explained in detail tonight, I mm. believe. Uh, so, Todd, how are you, my friend? I am awesome. I am awesome. <laughs> Yep. The enthusiasm is dripping. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> electrifying right. tonight. Sorry, say it again. It's electrifying. Electrifying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm just trying to contain yeah, yeah. myself. <laughs> you, you want to borrow the talking stick? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm trying to contain myself for what's to come tonight. What's to come? Well, let's move on then. So. Our guests tonight that we're going to shoot the shit with are friends of ours. Uh, I've known Nick and Ellie for many years. Um, they are my gin mentor. Um, and uh, they are great friends, great people. They are now royalty uh, with mm. what they have won internationally. <laughs> it is mind-blowing. And we're going to talk about that shortly. But Nick and Ellie, how are you guys? I, I am, am excited to be excited. here. 
Very good. Very good. See, um, you can use I am in any conversation. It's so easy. I'm not sure where you can. That was I am. Um, <laughs> I'm from Western Sydney. We don't know how to say I am. I am. It's pronounced Oin. 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 Oh, no, don't do that. You're trusting the brand. You're trusting the brand. All right. So let's move on to what is everyone drinking? So I am currently drinking tonight a another one. I had it last time. Uh, my good friend Davey Boy from Hoppin' Clover Brewery, Gypsy Brewer. I'm drinking his Irish Red Ale. Nice smoky Red Ale right. tonight. A cracking beer, that one. It is. Mm -hmm. I know. And thank you. To Mr. Peter Bignall from Belgrove Distillery, Ooh. we swappy samples, and I've got a oh, these bloody cameras. I've got a hopped no, it's that one. <laughs> I've got a hopped whiskey, forty-six percent, because he knows I'm interested in beer style whiskeys. And I've, oh Jesus, uh, I've got, yeah, but it's forty-five. I'm putting them down. Right, Luke, what are you doing in your glass, mate? Uh, all right, I have got the uh, only just released Snowy Mountains uh, bourbon cask, Snowy Mountains mm. Distillery uh, in uh, Jindabyne. Yeah. Focus, camera, focus. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I managed to get a hold of a bottle. It's only, I don't think it's even on the website yet. So I, I kind no, of. I don't think Mark's released yet. Yeah, so, yeah, I skipped him oh, away. Yeah. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah. 54.7%, bottle number 34 or 66. How's that? Wow. That's well, small well, batch stuff. That's, that's lovely. All right. We'll touch on that a bit later on. And and uh, the Todd, what do you got, mate? What are you drinking? Um, Hobart Whiskey's signature again. Um, nice. Very nice. 48.7%, I believe it is. Very uh, nice. Very drinkable. Excellent. Not much left anymore. <laughs> All right, so I won't I won't get to drink any of it. Thanks. Okay. All right. I'll save I'll save some for you. How's that? All right. Very good. Okay. And Nick and Ellie, what are you drinking? What's in your glasses? A lot of things. Yeah, we're, we're mixing <laughs> up. Here. I think you're celebrating, aren't you? Yeah. So I made us a smoke and choke cocktail. Smoke um, and choke. Smoke yeah. and choke. It's All right. it's amazing. What, what, what is in that? It's like my favorite cocktail. So we've got Craftwork, uh, Scrumpy Old Man on a Hill, Sinar, Salt, and a big ice cube and orange peel. And you just kind of like mix that up together and then garnish with um, over ice and more orange. It's phenomenal. Oh, the rum syrup. Right. Uh, oh, yeah, and also a rum syrup thing that I've made up. So there's just like a little bit of that in there to kind of like, yeah, mm. get everything into place. It's really, really, really nice. And then... I've got uh, Black Gates uh, yes. Proof Dark yes, Rum because that's one of my favourites and I can't stay away from it. Yeah, awesome. awesome rum <laughs> there. Awesome. Um, I've got that on my bar. <laughs> I've got the Smoke and Choke and I'm sort of mixing it up between the Belgrove Rye because I fucking love it and mm. the Black Gate Apera. That one, um, mm. that is just sessionable. It just goes quickly. I wanted to find a watch to put on it because on AWAS, everyone's putting watches on their whiskey. I'm not sure why, but we don't actually have a watch. I have a bit, bit. So we're going to put it yeah, on there. Now, Nico, we can be on AWAS. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But um, yeah, so we, yeah, I'm mixing up between the the pair is really nice. Like it's it's got a nice. It's not too like it's it's actually really sessionable, which is cool. Like it just kind of it's got all that deliciousness. Know, deliciousness. I don't know. It's just <laughs> yeah, fucking. That'll do. Ali normally describes things. A technical term though, is it? Deliciousness. <laughs> Deliciousness. Deliciousness. Yeah. yeah. It is yeah. the good. I see it on <laughs> all the time. Tis yeah. It's <laughs> good, says Dom. All right. Well, let's <laughs> let's um, briefly um, talk about who you are, where did you start, um, and where are you at right now? Uh, pre, right. No, where you are right now pre-yesterday. So we won't talk about today. We'll talk about that separately. You know what I mean? Well, I, back. <laughs> I change like persons every three months. <laughs> so I'm still trying to figure out who I am this quarter. <laughs> so where did it all begin? Um, probably in this very room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So room. it looks different to what it did back then, but um. Yeah, we we were just like um, I was working a nine to five job that I'd been at for quite some time. Nick had been working a job that required very unusual hours, um, so we would basically just only have like maybe a day if we're lucky to even really see each other. But when we did, we would like basically just pour ourselves like a drink and just start like just talking and sitting out in this very room. And um, one day we were just deciding. You know, like if you could do anything in the world and it didn't really matter about money or anything like that. And I know that other distillers around here is like, yep, yeah, that all makes sense in that little bracket. Um, so it was just like, if you could if you could do anything and money wasn't an issue, what would you be? I would turn back now and be a sushi chef. But um, <laughs> yeah, we decided that we wanted to, to uh, start a bar and then looked more into it. And we were just like, it, it, we just like what's behind the bar a little bit more. So we put ourselves a whiskey and we we're like, you know what? We can actually make this. Like someone out there has made it. So then starting to chase that trail a little bit more over to you, Nick. Um, yeah. So we, <laughs> in just a little bit before that, we turned our entire back room into a dive bar because we had the whole lockdown in Sydney, not COVID, but just. So you can't go anywhere. You can't go out and do anything. <laughs> Can't, you can't do a single thing and just was very boring. So we just turned our back bar, like our, our, the back room into like a dive bar. We had like band posters up and we had full bar and we used to host like, um, we used to host like charity nights where we would run the bar for the whole night and we'd make drinks for our friends and they bought them. Then we'd donate that money the next day to Salvos and it was like this Salvos Christmas party that all our friends. So we'd sort of raise like, uh, like a couple grand each year and everyone would get really pissed and, we would just sort of have a bit of fun making drinks. And in that process, we kept buying different spirits and trying different cocktails. And it just kind of like, like Ali said, it just kind of led us into really getting interested in what was behind the bar. And um, so we just, we we started heading around and seeing other distilleries and reading up on them and going to master classes and studying what we could. Yeah, we and... went to Tasmania. We did the infamous, like back then it was called the Redlands course, which I believe is like booked out, but we were like like constantly, but we were like the only people in there. And so we got like a lot of um, 
like hands-on one-on-one kind of experiences that I guess you wouldn't get to do in much larger classes now. Yeah. And, um, and just they, they teach you about like all the really nitty gritty stuff, like um, how to do your taxes and yeah. all that fun stuff. And so if you want to back out, like if, if you didn't like what was happening in that course and you're probably not going to like having a distillery. So it kind of gave you that big perspective. And then after that, we're just like, you know what? That was cool. I like that. We can do that. So yeah, it was pretty cool. It was like, it was winter. We're in the middle of, I, I was on, I, um, working on the aliens movie that Ridley Scott was shooting here and snuck away for a week. And Ali was working in a, um, she was moving up in the, the sort of world of the, uh, was it? Oh, um, still in my dead end job. Oh, she was still in the dead end one. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> she ended up getting a really good job after it and moving up really quickly and just walked away from it for Karu. But that we'll get to there. Um, and um, yeah, we just snuck down during winter. It was fucking freezing and just like hung out and did this um, course making whiskey and, le- and learning everything about it and started heading around, meeting other distillers. Went and saw Peter from um, Belgrove, absolutely blown away from there. Um, after that, we got back and we we're traveling around, meeting other distillers and just and there wasn't the that community many of them is amazing. Yeah, at there wasn't... that stage, there was about seventy at that stage, and yeah. everyone was lending us a hand. Like the guys from Poor Tom's, they we went around and they were ch- they they helped. They were giving us as much information as they could, and same with Baker Williams yeah. and Reg. Reg and Reg is and still Greta, Reg, Reg and Greta um, are still um, from. I don't know if we're allowed to even say where they're from, whatever. Uh, Reg and Greta are still, they're still helping us to this yeah. day. Um, Peter, we get stuck on something from Belgrove. We're messaging him and asking. It's just like a really cool industry. And we just sort of from that, that's kind of the, the part that made us like stay and persevere more. Yeah, it was and just... then when we first, like first, first started, and that's when we met Crafty, was like on one of our very first, uh, kind of days of school and um, <laughs> so we went to like um, <laughs> the um, the New South Wales Distillers Meetup which was its very first year and um, we were invited yeah. by a guy called Crafty so what do you do when some stranger invites you to a party you just go <laughs> so we went and um, he's like what are you guys doing here and we're like you invited us here and then everyone's like what are you guys doing here and we're like Crafty and everyone's like Crafty <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um yeah it was it was pretty it was pretty cool and then just being like um just kind of at the time like we we ordered our still which is his name's calcifer so he's he's built for making whiskey because that's what we learned how to do initially and then we just fell in love with um the the kinds of gins that australia was doing so everyone just thinks that like like and i was guilty of this as well just going um okay, gin is just London dry and that's it. And I wasn't a fan of that at that stage. So it, I just damned the whole category of spirits just yeah. by the fact that my palate wasn't up to it yet. And um, started exploring the contemporary genre, which is what um, Australia is becoming really famous for. And um, just going, you know what, I, I don't actually not like gin at all. There was just not the gin out there for us. So that's when we decided that we would create it and we had an affinity for affinity um, and created that. And, uh, yeah, it all pretty much started from, from there. 
Mm. So, Nowhere so, too far in. So you started with whiskey but decided not to go down the whiskey line. Then yeah. you moved into gin and you focused in gin and you, you carved out a solid reputation in, in gin. Um, and I think it's fair to say with just the speed of, of, of the gin movement in, in Australia, you're actually yeah. one of the early, early crowd. You, you're you're yeah. seasoned veterans now in, in the industry. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's now gin, like third year of apprenticeship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a gin distiller. <laughs> hang on. There's another one. Hang on. There's a, there's another one. It, it's just it's going ballistic. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's now move so, on to. So, the- sorry, sorry. Before we move on, so does that mean you've been going for three years? Yeah. So like our commercial journey started for like three like three years, but prior to that, we were going around and learning for yeah. three years. So that's six years. Pretty much chunked total, yeah. We released it in the August 2018. Yeah. Yeah. We've been out in the market since then. And Karu became Karu Distillery in 2017. Mm. Right. That's a very quick rise to five. I wouldn't say five. Yeah, that's an overnight success. I wouldn't say five. I've said to Nick, because they they have entered a lot of competitions from from day one, both locally and internationally. Um, and I've said to Nick, for fuck's sake, go and get a jacket and just stick all your medals on on the back and and just just <laughs> just wear the damn, damn thing because the 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 weight of awards that you guys are, are winning is is, is mm. phenomenal. Um, which leads me to tell us the latest news that you would like to share with the, the general population. <laughs> um, yeah, as it, oh. as it currently stands, we are the highest awarded gin in a, not only Australia, but the um, in, in, in the world, we are one of nine that hold this place of, um, yeah, outstanding golds in the entire world and the only Australian this year. Yeah. That's well done, guys. That was awesome. But Thank not, you. Well, no, there was you scored ninety-eight in the international whiskey spirits competition. There was no ninety-eights in Australia. You were the only ninety-eight. So it wasn't just gin, it was it was spirits in general. Oh, oh really? That's yeah, didn't know me that, out. did you? <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's another one. So, yeah, no, it's 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 impressive. It's and it's a credit to your approach. And you know, you're very technical, um, very focused on the craft, and uh, and and holding to your vision. You, you're not deviated from your vision. So, uh, yeah, no, well done, guys. Well now done. That's for the lightning. Oh, that's for the lightning. Yeah. Yeah. So that's lightning. So. Oh, so cool. We've had all. What's that? Sorry. Now, if I can just read the tasting notes. Oh yeah, yeah. uh, From the uh, IWSC, so layered and compelling juniper and spice run alongside other botanicals. Great mouthfeel with citrus at the fore and good botanical boldness. With added water, the floral parts open up with a lot. uh, Open up a lot with waves of spice. Yeah, that's our lightning. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty yeah. damn good. It's yeah. pretty striking. It's, it's all right. Pretty it's a very it's special. Right. 
for us, it's really like special. It's the second gin that we released. And so we're, we're not one of those distilleries that have like a lot of different gins and stuff like that. Um, solely because one, we don't have the space. Um, <laughs> yeah, two, it's like we we really want to focus on our our kind of core because our distillery journey isn't. It's just at the start, so we plan to add a whole lot of things into it and be a distillery and not like branded as a gin distillery or anything else or a liqueur factory or a rum distillery. It's one of those things where it's like you just want to have the role and it will take a lot of time to be distillery. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we've that was the very beginning of our journey. And so it really, Affinity and Lightning are very, very, very different as well. It's Lightning's not just a higher ABV uh, affinity. It's completely different. And it has a lot more of like a... Um, of a, it, it kind of reflects the journey of where we were at the time. So Affinity was the gin for us to start drinking gin and then Lightning was our kind of, you start learning about things and what Navy strength is and just how hard a Navy strength is to actually make because it has a lot of like water, like it has like water solubles and a whole lot of different, like a different. Sorry, like, what, what, what is Navy strength? Yeah, so it's an umbrella term given to spirits that are 57 to 58% only. So it's a very thin window. Mm. <laughs> so they it's, in particular, are they? Yeah, so they it's because it has like a, a different kind of molecular structure around it. So it has like um when you when you plan to release something at a certain ABV, you kind of focus for things that are more like if that's a more water-soluble like botanical or if like i guess you, you guys are nerds you guys will get where i'm coming from yeah um water so, soluble alcohol soluble yeah so yeah, it's like yeah, and yeah. everything that connects like differently every like yeah, different aromas yeah so yeah, different yeah. kind of molecules from different botanicals connecting to the to either the water and then it comes back down and then it rises up and mm -hmm. yeah right yeah now, that's what, yeah i just oh, want to try hell. something Mm -hmm. uh, that's some of your awards that I've just lifted <laughs> your website there, which obviously now you're going to have to uh, expand out a little bit with another another one in the middle there. Um, have you got enough? What? Yeah, have you got enough? What? <laughs> <laughs> we just entered to get feedback. Yeah, we just entered yeah. literally to get feedback because we were we were learning. We still are learning, yeah, so. No, I get um, it. That's amazing, yeah, just, though, to, to get that many awards in such a short, relatively short amount of time. Um, incredible. Thank you. But it's not yeah. just the awards. It's the recognition from your peers as well and, and, yeah. and just yeah. people in the industry. That that means a lot. And as you said, you're after feedback. That's that's a lot of the reasons yeah. why you're into competition. 100%. Yeah. Today's been amazing. We've had phone calls and messages from fellow distillers all across the country. I, all I, today. I just said Rick from um, Kaiki, ring us up today and just congratulate us. Ali's at the nice. same, Steve from Bell, um, Ben Lee. Yeah, nice. like We've had <laughs> Felix from Esther messages like four in the morning, got a message being like, congratulations, guys. Like, yeah. Fuck, what? what do we mean? <laughs> Saint 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 Saint
Like mm. so many people, like just the support network within our industry is incredible. Yeah. And that's um, what we hope remains. That's, that's what needs to remain yeah. in our industry. Mm. So we've yeah. just had a question come through from James Finnegan. Uh, <laughs> what other stuff are you working on or looking to relate? I think What's James on the left hand side. <laughs> James knows he's been there while I've been making some. So, um, yeah, like every almost every other day I make like rum you make and then put it in barrels and try to forget about it for an extensive period of time. Um, Marita has just released, so that was about three years in the making as well. So we wanted to, like we were working on that at the same time as we were working with Affinity, but then we got very busy and kind of had to put that on the back burner but during um COVID we're able to get a little bit more like I finally caught up with my rum production and we're able to kind of figure this out a little bit more because it's something that we really wanted and we don't really just release things into our core range that we don't particularly really like so this we were a very big fan of what Marita which is here, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, is and and was going to become. So, yeah, I hope that answers your questions. It's, we have also got liqueurs that are on the way that has been a thing that people keep asking us about for the last two years. <laughs> right. The bottles and labels made up for them. but we Everything. Just, we just haven't, haven't been haven't. able to work properly on the on the actual recipe. So you've, you've got a thing about uh, Marita uh, and you've got a passion for Mexicans, uh, me anything Mexican, Mexican food and that, I believe. Yeah. So I believe you've got a, a bit of a bit of knowledge about uh, Mexico and Mexicans in, in general and, and, and spirits and that. Would that be fair to say? He's going. Well, we going are... where, where's he going? Where's he going with this? <laughs> where's he going? <laughs> He's going here. He's going here. We, 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 we love we... We absolutely yeah, love tequila and mezcal. I mean, tequila and mezcal is is one of the reasons we are in this mess. This mess, completely. Yeah. Like, we like, yeah. Um, we I, just another little plug because. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was going to come on the table. Thanks for reminding us. How fucking good is that? Stephen and Rosemary from Black Snake Distillery in New South yeah. Wales. Another. Oh, New South Wales Wow, yeah. That stuff is just Moorish. Oh, yeah. It's really, really, really good. And it, they are the nicest people. Like they the are. world, the world does not deserve them. They are so fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Humble Absolutely. people. No, it's okay. Oh, good. <laughs> right, let's, let's, go back to, let's go back to the Mexican thing. So oh, we're going to give is. Todd his... Oh, crap. I hate these cameras. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, sir. My my um. The Todd's five seconds. Five seconds. Five seconds. He, he Apparently, knows a I few things about enough. Mexico, and he'd like to ask you a few questions. Todd. Yeah. So of, of <laughs> the fourteen questions I had sorted out, there's only three to do with um the end bit. But anyway. All right. Go with the three, and we'll move on from there. Yeah. <laughs> this is highly rehearsed, people. So so so, so 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 okay. So it's not necessarily about what Mexico. Okay. So we'll start off with an easy well, one. That's destroyed just, the whole just build us in. Okay. <laughs> so, so how how big a bottle of Tabasco Chipotle sauce is at Ali's Patry? Oh, I got two point five liters of it for Christmas. Oh, I got her off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I literally I went, have oh, if I eat a salad, 
I have Chipotle Tabasco. If I eat ice cream, Chipotle Tabasco. <laughs> like, if I have a sandwich, it's Chipotle Tabasco. Like I can't, I drink it like it's water. I love it. Yeah. That's like my grossest awesome. habit ever is that. <laughs> okay, so, so continuing on that theme then. Yeah. What type of pepper what type of peppers are smoked and dried to produce chipotle chilies? Mecco Merida. These two here. <laughs> so the oh, Mecco, the Mecco, they're both oh, they're both um red jalapenos. Mecco um that's smoked with yeah. uh pecan wood and then the Merida, they're both red jalapenos, and the Merida's a bit more on the fruity side. Yeah, so one's uh, is enabled to grow a lot bigger, and it's smoked for longer, and then Merida is kind of more of like the earlier harvest and is smoked for less time. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I've got more wow. out of that question than I thought I was going to. And it really <laughs> we, actually, um, we actually turn the waste botanicals for this into a chili paste. Chili paste. So we also oh, eat wow. that on everything. So that's and... coming out soon. Yeah, my, yeah put me down for a bottle of that. Yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> so the last question in the in the sort of Mexican straight chili uh, questions is um, how hot is chipotle chilies? Not too bad. Not too bad at all. Um, if, I, if I can eat it. Yeah. Would you, would you happen to know what the, the Scoville scale is? Oh, it's, no. it's a little bit above mayonnaise. Mayonnaise, yeah. <laughs> 2,500 to 8,000. Is that, it's what, sorry? 2,500 to 8,000 Scovilles. Well, that's not is a lot. That, that's so not it's, a lot. It's, it's a no, bit, no, no, it's no, mild, but, but jalapenos are pretty um, mild compared to some of those other ones. Hmm. How is, what's the hottest chili? Oh, Carolina uh, Reaper, a, a special release of Carolina Reaper. And it's up in the millions somewhere. It's it's nuts. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah there is some stuff that will liquefy no, you from the inside before it like and eat you alive. <laughs> it's just fucking ridiculous. Have you yeah. seen YouTube clips, the Carolina Reaper uh, challenge, where, where someone will sit there and go, I'm going to eat a Carolina Reaper, and they chomp on it and half kills them. It's very yeah. we, we have a friend who literally eats everything with, like, the hottest of the hot, hot sauce, where it's like if they have the lid off it and I walk past, I will start going into a coughing fit. It is, like, bare-based. Uh, yeah, they they literally can't live without it, and they will go. To, we'll go to restaurants with them, and they're just like, "I will pay you a very very generous tip if you try to kill me with chilies." And <laughs> <laughs> he, he brought this chili yeah. um, oil to a party, and everyone was just being drunk and putting it on things. And suddenly, one of our friends went home because he went to the and never saw him again. <laughs> and he forgot to wash his hands. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he never came out of the We just got this car and drove home. Or was Sorry. Hospital, I don't know. Sorry for this. <laughs> yeah, you only do that once. <laughs> yeah, so our entire like, kind of like right. friendship circle revolves around a lot of like spicy stuff. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. So but, that, but, that makes a lot of sense then. Yeah. Marina makes it. not too spicy. Like we. We worked really hard on Marita to make it a nice balance of, of spice and flavor. It's kind of like, it's just like a burrito in a bottle. Yeah, it's so when we were approaching this, it was something that was more like um, 
more like something that had like spice with purpose. So like yeah. Nick and I don't like things that are like just spicy for no reason. It's just it's yeah, stuff that more has a bit of like depth and flavor. And so yeah, yeah like we've lived off Mexican beans now for about two years. And so, you know, eventually you've, you've eaten enough, you just want to kind of drink it too. So, <laughs> yeah, so we kind of like model the spirit after our own dietary requirements. <laughs> Very so good. it's an unusual, it's an unusual product. Um, and it's quite a ballsy move to, to put something out there like that. What's your target with that? Are, are you specifically looking at high-end bars for that? Are you, are you looking at... Uh, just, just trying a, to educate just people with, that there's more to vodka than just ethanol. What's what's your what's your approach? So for spirit. us, we really wanted to because we've got breakfast is like uh, breakfast is the first part of the day, <laughs> and so like when you thank you for that. You know when when you've had a very big night with all pals, you wake up and you want to have a bloody mary. So we wanted to create yeah. like a culture around this. Not like a campaign, um, but like. <laughs> yeah, wait. Is the ABAC's watching. Um... <laughs> me. Yeah, um, and so just to, to have it be something that was like really good as like a um, kind of like an alternative spirit and stuff like that, and also showing people that like you know the vodka can be just as as playful as like gin, um, and also have its purpose and place as well, um, where. We like to don't shoot me, but like we like to drink really high caliber kind of like vodkas and stuff like that as well. And we they all have their place, and so we wanted to create something that had its place as well. And that was in more of the acidic cocktails, and um, yeah, a lot more of like your sour. So, like with gin, we've gone very like um, just classic cocktail focus and gin and tonic focused, but with Marita, it was really, we wanted to go into and, and dive into a different cocktail style of realm that is a bit more like a, a lot different from where we're used to coming from. And is yeah. it something that you would have like on its own neat uh, or is it, is it, is it best in a cocktail? How should we drink it? How should we enjoy it? What's your What's your preference as the, uh, the 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 loving parents of it? How should we? <laughs> I absolutely love it with lime soda. It, it, yeah. it is great, neat, and you could sit there and session on it, neat. But really, yeah. it's it's super playful in cocktails. It heroes in a soda, like it's yeah. really really good. Yeah, um, okay, in a soda, yeah, yeah. yeah this, this one we've got. The um, strange I've brought out this one. Lime and jalapeno. Oh, uh, yeah. It's really good with that. Um, so, but yeah, like your lime sodas, it's it's fantastic in Bloody Marys. A um, little bit of it in a margarita. Bit of pink grapefruit juice is also fantastic. Or going back into the old school vodka cranberry, it actually dominates in a vodka cranberry. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. And also, I've gone for like a. Um, I started researching um, like just Mexican drinks. It doesn't have to be a cocktail. So um, a very popular drink there is called the Mangonada. So I made up the whole sauce for it, which is like apricot jam, ancho chili, salt and lime. Um, and 
yeah, you just kind of reduce that and that's kind of what's on the rimming part of it and on the inside and then you just blend up mango, lime juice and everything like that and then, yeah, just add marita to it and it is like ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> Your house sounds really fucking good. Yeah, so we have people <laughs> over when we can and, like, it's just like when, we, when we're able to have people over when it's in between all of these kind of, like, miscellaneous lockdowns it's just like uh, having people over it's just like oh guys come over like i've got this thing that i've been thinking of and i need someone to drink a lot of it like <laughs> yeah that's really yeah. cool hey we just had a comment on the screen from uh rachel mcneil from there we go from isla whiskey academy Rachel is uh, really, really nice comments there. Lots of structure and layering in their distillates. So she she appreciates the arts and the craft. And you guys are very technical in, in, in your approach. You, you're coming at it from a food perspective and matching and, and flavour profiles, but you're also very technical in, in how you put things together. So, yeah, that's really oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, no. that, right, that's, that's enough of that. That's enough of that shit. I think it's time for, that. I think it's time yep. for another... Dun, dun, dun. Where's the sound effect, Luke? You had a sound effect. Where did it go? Uh, yep. Uh, that was it. Oh, right. oh was it? fantastic. Todd's got some more questions. Now, one yeah. of the questions is about um, Todd is oh, my, as right you well one. know, oh, okay. he's my apprentice. Is that the question? What? Was that so, yeah, it's, all, it's all good. I'm it's going called, this is called leading the witness. No, yeah, it's still good. It's still good. The question this is, is, this is Todd, your friend my life in the show. <laughs> for, for those that don't know, for three years, I put myself on a self-imposed apprenticeship, called myself the apprentice, and Todd was the apprentice apprentice. Then when I graduated to start calling myself distiller, Todd became the apprentice. So Todd is still the apprentice. So... Todd, as the apprentice, what questions have you got? <laughs> do your cat. Todd? <laughs> Don't do that. That was a, I, that was a different C word uh, there that I... <laughs> <laughs> no C words. <laughs> okay. So one thing I did want to acknowledge is that, um, as everyone knows, I'm called the Todd, but the two people on who were on the main screen... Are the guys that called me the Todd? <laughs> we did for the first time. Ali you coined the me. term. It was yeah. You coined the term. Yeah. It, actually, it actually started off. We we met each other at um, World Whiskey Day at Blackgate back in twenty twenty. I think it was twenty nineteen. I think it was. And and um, Crafty did his usual spiel about me being the right hand man and things, and somehow it got on to well, everyone needs a Todd. And then that sort of uh, <laughs> turned into, well, I am the Todd. So <laughs> thank wow. you for that one. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been used, At least it wasn't been blend boy. At least it wasn't blend boy. No, it wasn't blend boy. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> so, so, okay. Right, what's the questions? So we need to ask some questions again. So this is for everyone in the room to see who can get in there quick. Hopefully the, oh. the gin. Okay. So, true or false? The freezing point of vodka is minus 27 degrees. 
Hang on, let me I check Google. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's less than that, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> so, so again, the freezing point of vodka. True or false? The freezing point of vodka is minus twenty-seven degrees. Is I'm going to say false. Um, true. It's oh wait, true. freezing point? It doesn't. Oh. I know the answer. No. Okay. Luke, is Peter on the feed? Oh, what is it? It doesn't freeze. If it's not high enough. Well, I'm really everything down freezes. It, 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 everything it is, freezes is, if you get it cold enough. Yeah, so it, it, going Hello, by zero. my extensive research last night, <laughs> um, it, it freezes at minus 27 degrees, so it's true. I can't even fathom I do that. I remember looking that up once. If I, I freak out when it's, it drops it's, to 22 it's, degrees. <laughs> there you go. Lucky you didn't go that extra. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so ju jumping on to gin then. What's what's yep. the minimum ABV for a true gin? 37. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and that's international? Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's an international law. Okay, this is one that I found was quite interesting. Which which country drinks the most gin per capita? I'm going to say Australia because it's just so India. <laughs> no, it's actually Spain, and they drink on average 1.07 litres. Yeah, yeah that's actually. where we had our – well, I had my first gin yeah, and tonic. Yeah, we had our first gin and tonic. Yeah, Barcelona. Big fish bowl. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, what do you want to drink?" And I'm like, "I'll have whatever that is. I don't care. It looks really nice." And then came out as a gin and tonic, and like, "It's a gin and tonic." And I was like, "Okay." And then had it, and I was like, "God damn, this is what I've been missing for so long." <laughs> do you remember what gin it was? No, I wasn't told. Oh, um, I'm sure it was something cheap and nasty. Yeah, I'm probably sure it was cheap and nasty, but um, we didn't. Like, care. <laughs> 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 yeah, we didn't pay for it. Yeah, we didn't pay for it. And that's what matters. Yeah. In it 2019, <laughs> 2019, the USA, as the entire population, drank themselves through 68.9 million litres of, of gin. Which I thought wow, was well, I hope that was all in their own economy. <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> pretty fantastic. Okay. Yeah. I've got a question. So, uh, aviation gin and Ryan, Ryan Reynolds and Baldwin and aviation gin and basically sold it for an absolute fuck ton of money. And there's other, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm? It's a very cool bottle. It's very, it's American. a lovely an American gin that was endorsed by a Canadian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. true. Oh, the irony. Yeah. I've, I've never tasted it. I've actually got a bottle at home. Um, have you obviously you would have tasted uh, aviation? Have you or, or no? no a, I haven't. Oh, right, crap. Okay, because I was going to say like drinking. So, so far, the question is really good. No, my my question is more about Americans and and where they are. What's your perception of America and where they are with gins? Um, is it, I is wouldn't it a, base it off aviation. I wouldn't base it off aviation. No, at I just all. use that I'm, as a starter because it's the only. I would say gins, yeah, they're more in kind of like the. Contemporary or new Western category, um, right. which is the same yeah. thing. So they're yeah. kind of like where Australia is, or like they're, they're like two years in front of us. But um, 
yeah, like when we went to, um, like when we were first starting out and stuff like that, and we discovered out the the contemporary genre, and then um, on our honeymoon we went to Canada and then dabbled in the US a little bit as well. We went and visited a lot of distilleries and we wanted to try their gins and stuff as well. And they're going down, like what well, they had and were going down um, the new Western uh, line. And and what they were doing was really, really, really cool. Like they were not afraid to like go outside the genre. They were they were like eager to use stuff that they could kind of like find places, which was really fun and, and cool. And some of them like have their own stories, like a lot of, um, some of them use like honey and and, and stuff, yeah, which, which is now yeah. like something that's There's creeping some... up in Australia, which is is common. You have like gins here that use honey as a botanical, um, and yeah, it was just really cool to kind of see a lot of those things going on. And that's like that's what the contemporary and new western is about. Like it's about being a bit more adventurous, still keeping juniper first and foremost, but being able to just kind of just play with it on the other end as well and just do you and don't worry about anybody else it's really punk rock yeah <laughs> that's cool uh you mentioned honey it's i i've learned um fair bit about honey fairly recently because I've, I've got a little project that i'm working on but um um i saw a presentation uh from the u.s uh, honey board and they were talking about honeyed spirits. And one of the lines, which I found quite interesting, was they said honey is actually an amplifier of flavour. Um, it works really, really well with um, with botanicals and, and certain combinations of botanicals. It just amplifies the, the impact of, of the botanical. So I thought that was quite interesting, something to explore right, down the track. Yeah. There's, some, there's some Aussie gins that use honey. Honey already. Really amazing. Yeah. yeah. And they're yeah. absolutely fantastic. Um, we went to. Um, we went well, that to. Really a question from the audience, actually, that actually came in a little while ago. I've been a little bit slow. Um, the Aussie Craft Scene's putting out some awesome products. What are the distilleries that you're excited about at the moment? Mm -hmm. no, actually, yeah, break, really... that into, break that into two. Break that into local Australia, but also international. Hmm. Yeah, well, so Black Snake certainly. Yeah, um, international. Like I've, I've been interested in and followed them for a while. Is Wayward over in Vancouver Island? We actually yeah. on our honeymoon drove three hours to Wayward just to see them. Just to see them because <laughs> we read this article where they had made uh, rum from honey because they were they were a meadery that then distilled and they accidentally cooked up their their honey when loading it into the still and it made it into a molasses and they turned it into a rum. So we drove three hours out of our way. Just to see just, and talk to them. Just to see them. And then wow. they didn't have the rum and we drove three hours. Yeah, was, <laughs> but we had a really good um, uh, honey and chili liqueur that was really cool over there, which mm. is Different. a match made in heaven. Yeah. Um, um, mm, sweet and spice. Yeah, it goes. Yeah, culinary. Like when when you're going after and chasing after ideas, always look to culinary. And people yeah. love to be surprised. Like I used to trick myself with all of these sensory analysis kind of um, experiments, and and kind of started getting into like molecular gastronomy and just absolutely loving it. And that's kind of what 
drew me to like the science of um, of spirits distillation. How um, good would a Heston Blue Menthol collaboration be? You pronounce <laughs> that right. It would be pretty good. <laughs> that guy is insane. Oh, absolutely. There, there's, there's a realization I, I'm starting to. It's really starting to resonate with me. Is you know, spirits of food, right? Yeah. And so, mm -hmm. when you you want good food, right? And so you want good spirits, and and the relationship between spirits and food and matching in that. Uh, it's it's mind blowing, you know what you can do. You you can use it to complement. You can use it to to contrast. Um, and it's yeah, it's really really exciting, isn't it? When when you take food and spirits and, and combine them, and yeah, and, and think just outside the box, you know the the traditional, you know what what yeah. goes with what. And even if you pair one thing that's very defined with another thing that's perfectly defined. And then having them meet together to create something really new is really yeah. exciting. And, yeah, it's it's the most exciting thing ever. And just having people, when they realise that moment, it doesn't matter what it is, and they just don't expect it and it takes them by surprise is is magic. And I feel I like that's kind of what Spirits does. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm, I'm thinking about, <laughs> um, for those who don't know, so... Uh, Craftworks and, and Karu are good friends, but we also have uh, we've done projects together, and we'll do projects together in the future. We did uh, barrel aged gin where we took a, a Craftworks X whiskey cask that was originally a forty year old sherry cask. Yeah. Um, oh no! And rather than just take a standard gin um, and put it into the cask and go, well, there's a barrel aged gin. Um, the approach was to actually treat the barrel as a botanical. And the flavors yeah. that were pulled off the off the barrel, which was very very interesting approach. And mm. Ali, you you spent a lot of time, particularly pulling it apart and then trying to marry the botanicals to work and complement and accentuate the, the flavors, like the toffee notes that were coming off the barrel. Um, and I also very, had to learn what was, sherry was because I'd never had it before. <laughs> yeah, we did, a, we, we did a sherry masterclass with the oak barrel before this to get some understanding. To try to know what it was. Yeah, it's, um, that's the first time I didn't put sherry in the, in the fridge because we, we were told on the masterclass it belongs in the fridge. It was like, oh, okay, sherry belongs in the fridge, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, like I, that happened afterwards, but it was like um, it was just kind of like researching it all and um, – just kind of breaking it down because at that stage we hadn't done any like barrel maturation at that stage. And yeah. um and so Crafty, unless he was pretending, didn't know that much about gin. And we didn't know that much about barrel maturation. So it was a really good kind of um Zero. uh kind of a good kind of way to meet in the middle and just crafty got to learn a little bit about gin and things from a gin perspective and that you just can't put things in a barrel and They'll turn out great. And we learned about, like, you know, how um, basically barrels work with spirit and what they contribute to it um, and what was in there beforehand and the whole history of the barrel and and getting a spirit to play nice with that. So, um, yeah, that was really awesome. And thank you so much for giving us that opportunity because I personally really loved that gin a mm. lot and I love the story behind it and I love telling people about it as as it's they're drinking it. It was a lot of fun. 
Well, we're getting yeah. the love on the comments, so I didn't get to taste it, but others have, and they loved it. Crafty's yeah. probably still got some. He's probably hoarding. No, long sold, my friend. Long sold. Long yeah, sold. it's such. A, it's a really rare release. We get people asking us all the time where they can get it, and I'm like, I don't know. We, we at the end of the whole thing, we bought a bottle each, and yeah. I got home, and I'm like, I'm gonna just gonna drink this, and I smashed it, and then Ali's like, I'm saving it, and now I'm like, oh, Ali. <laughs> <laughs> My 70th yeah. birthday, I might have a dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I survive so that, a, I don't know. What, what's, what's really cool about what we're talking about here, though, is this, this is a real demonstration of what is happening in the craft space. It, it's mm. people exploring and trying different things. Um, and particularly, uh, we, we speak from a position of Australian spirits. It's like, fuck it, give it a go. Try things. And it doesn't always yeah. work, does it? It doesn't always Sorry. work and things, things go wrong. Yeah, they all, most of the time they'll go wrong. <laughs> if you put enough energy into it like, and, and you care about it enough, it's going to start wrong, but it's going to end fantastic. Mm. Yeah. No, start wrong cool. fantastic. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> so what's exciting you now? What's... I mean, you've got you've got a lot of things going on. You've got your rum coming out fairly shortly. You've got your uh, the new vodka. Um, you're yeah, you're busy. You're very very busy. Uh, like a lot of small craft distillers, you wear many many hats. Um, mm. Some you want to wear, and others you don't want to wear. Um, like answering emails, Nick. But we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Or so, actually reading the content of said email. <laughs> Sorry. It's insane. Yeah, so 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 what where are you going? What what's what's your what's your focus? If you had to focus on something, and what is your focus right now? Making oh. booze in the shed and not having to yeah. go to shows. Yeah. <laughs> Hide in the shed and make booze. Hide in the shed and make booze. Uh, we're really trying to get our tasting room up and running. We've had a stupid amount of expensive, expensive, expensive hurdles on that one. Um, and we really want to showcase something completely different and unique. This, this It's an experience when you come to our yeah. distillery. Um, so we've got that in the works. Um, hopefully towards the end of the year, we'll have that up and running. We've got our rum. That's getting very close. The first cast hit the two-year mark. Um, yep. it is the only rum, well, I could be wrong, but it is <laughs> probably the only rum in the country to be evacuated age. It got a little cheeky bit of hibernating. Um, there we, was four barrels that got evacuated in the black summer. <laughs> we took it out. Yeah. We evacuated our whole distillery during the fires and the, mm. we had four casts down and as well as loading everything, getting everything ready to go. And, um, we're prepping and Ali said we're evacuating the cast and I'm shitting myself because it's like bring this fucking cast and back to the I truck. I did not miss my friend's birthdays That's it. and everything like that just to have it go up in flames. Ali's like, yeah. I didn't waste my late 20s not seeing my family or my friends. <laughs> fucking evacuating this. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So we got it out and got it back. And um, so it spent Christmas at our house in the shed on the back of a truck. And um, uh, hang on. But across the road from you is? Oh, we've got a little police station. Just so a tiny, okay. tiny, tiny, minuscule police station. Which no one would dare notice it. 
if we don't go to sleep to like red and blue lights, is it really nighttime? We are. So, yeah, um, those forecasts, I think, I'd like to say that sped it up a little that summer. But, um, yeah, that's coming out towards the end of the year. And at at this stage, that's sort of it. We're not racing. We're we're in no rush to get um, anything out. Like, we're in no rush to get new products out there as quick as possible. We've Um, got all the time in the world, hopefully. (laughs) So we we just like to focus on making good quality spirits. And then from there, we, yeah. And then we'll, we'll just bringing people along for the ride as well. <laughs> we just want we, we really just want to build up like an experience, something yeah. something really different when you when you come and try our products or come yeah. to our distillery. You just it's the reason sleep. you go there is you get the car culture. So yeah, that's kind of what we're after. Breakfast um, spirits. I just <laughs> I hope you'll be like joining us, James. <laughs> yeah, open for breakfast. I think he's yeah. already there. <laughs> I know I am. <laughs> you had me a breakfast spirit. <laughs> so what? Now we um, actually get a question. Sorry, uh, Crafty. We uh, before we go on, we did actually get a question much earlier on that yeah. I haven't been able to fit in yet. Nope, not that one. One sec. Done that one. This one. Kellyanne oh. Killen. Uh, so how many bottles were you hoping to sell in your first year, and how has that number in, number increased three years in? I hope uh, to sell one bottle. Yeah, I mean, one. That's it. I would be thrilled and shocked if someone bought one bottle that year and took it seriously. Pretty much, Man, it wasn't my yeah. Mom, yeah. But then, um, kind of, we. I don't know that three years we've had a fire, a flood, a pandemic, another yeah. flood. So, so when it comes down to numbers and stuff like that, no like, <laughs> you know, every year you kind of hope that it would increase. But, um, yeah, coming down to, like, what happens in December, like the December curse of the universe, like mm. this kind of does some stuff. So we're looking forward to having a relatively normal year. Touch wood. So what the fuck is <laughs> really? By the end of the year. If, so, if um, the last three years are anything to judge by, normal doesn't exist. No, we were born in chaos. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, the other day we were... Um, we, Everything else is just a mere fly in the ointment, really. The other day we, we, we left the distillery and we finished the cellar door and we're busy. We had this fever tree gin and tonic festival the following weekend and it was starting to rain and the rain was getting close to the bridge and we're like, oh, it's okay, we'll go around the long way. And then we're like, yeah, yeah, no worries. And then we get home and then we wake up the next day and it's like, well, the, all the bridges are flooded. And Our house gone. is like a couple of hundred metres away from like being evacuated as well. Right, we just go up to see if we can maybe try to get to our distillery and meet our local MP in the park. And we're like, yo, what's going on? Like- and she's like, yeah, <laughs> everything's shut off. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. We can't get any of our stock for this fever tree festival. Oh, okay. Oh, well, what a shame. <laughs> well, <laughs> of course this happens. Like, all you know- right. We'll just you know, figure something out. Luckily, like, we've got lots of friends that helped us and we got a. Um, Dan from Funky Drop had a bunch of stock up in Newcastle. Yeah, we got so that. he graciously let us have it. Our good friend Inky, who lives in um, Wilberforce. Uh, Wilberforce, when the Putty Road opened, he drove five hours, five hours and got so a stock. If that's not oh, fresh, wow. you know what is. Yeah, like, it was, it was crazy, 
freaking and he wouldn't I tried to give him a bottle of booze, he wouldn't accept it. I had to end up putting it in his car when he wasn't looking. And, you know, like, <laughs> like, but you know, that's the kind of thing happens, you're like, Oh yeah, cool. Like, all right, here we go again. Yeah, it's just like yeah, <laughs> it'll be right, it'll be over soon. It's just I hate the saying it is what it is, but it is what it is. Like you just have to go, cool, that just happened. Now how do we make it work? With that staring us in the face, like but it, yeah. the industry super supportive. Yeah, super supportive. Like when we had, like we came back from a gin festival in Melbourne, and we had a fire one kilometer away from our distillery in the valley. We were very lucky that it was a uh, like it wasn't windy that day. Otherwise, we would have been we would have been gone that day. But like, um, yeah, had people beforehand because before that story time. Um, we had a very terrible week where Nick's car shat itself. My car blew itself up. Oh, Ali's car caught car itself caught on, caught on fire. fire. And oh. then so we had to borrow my parents' car, but they had a flat tire and there was a lightning storm. And it's like, what do you do with lightning? <laughs> water I don't know. Probably try to change got, the tire. And we got to Juniper Loser like just in time. Yeah, just in time. We were so tired. And then we did this colossal festival, which was a lot of fun, but it was very tiring. Was so and then drove back to New South Wales and just keep getting all these text messages going, are you guys all right? And it's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm just a bit tired. Like, what's up? And they're like, oh, no, like, are you guys literally okay? Like, and sending me, like, <laughs> like messages. No, we're just like, fuck? what the hell? We're fucking so, over like, there's, a there's nothing we can do. And so it's just like, oh, man, and that was the start of it all. And it was just like, oh, oh God. And so everything from then has just been like, yeah, you know, I, we just need a good massage. <laughs> stories, stories of distillers. I will give you one hot off the press today, and it's not me. So um, I got a phone call. I got a message from Valero from uh, Jaraja, and he said, um, I'm, I'm going to Dubbo. Uh, I'd love to swing, swing past. And I said, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm in lockdown, but you know, we can we can make it work. I can do recreation. Um, so anyway, um, Valero was going to turn up at twelve o'clock this morning uh, this, uh, today, and nothing. And I thought, yeah, that's fine, no worries. You know, I was working away, and I think he rocked up about six o'clock. And so he told me his story. So, and this is a distiller's story. You now, this is the sort of thing distillers do. So he wanted to get some portaloos. And he found a place and he had to pick him up from Dubbo. So Mittagong to Dubbo. So he's got his trailer um, and he's, he's driving there, picks him up, and he's not too sure how to go back. So he dials into Google, Google Maps and Google Maps says, go this way. So decides to take him through rural New South Wales country gravel roads and he gets utterly lost on the roads. Then he runs out of petrol because uh. <laughs> he had no intention of taking the long way home, right? So he's stuck. Um, and then uh, the cop car comes past. So he goes, oh, that's all right, right? So he waves to the cop car and the cop car basically looks at him and goes, no, 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 <laughs> fuck off and carries on. So, <laughs> so Valero's on a dirt road in the middle of nowhere in country New South Wales. He's got no fucking idea where he is. Then uh, a truck comes down. So he sees the truck driver and he, Valero being Valero, he didn't want to inconvenience the truck driver. So he didn't flag him down. Oh, the no. truck driver pulls over, assesses the situation, says, all right, and loans him some, some fuel. So the 
Valero fills up and finally gets to my place. Yeah, about six o'clock or whatever. And now he's 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 heading back to Metagon with a couple of shitters on the back. <laughs> he's he's, he's, he's his attitude was, you know, all this was happening. It was like, oh, yeah, what do you do? You know, this is the life of a distiller. <laughs> yeah, when we went to go to Victoria and we picked up our um, capping machine, um, yeah, uh, we uh, the gauge, the petrol gauge stopped working, so we kept driving without petrol for a, until it was off. <laughs> and, um, and then we, so we had to like. Sign up to the NRMA on the spot and all this other kind of stuff because I didn't realize that it had all expired and it started to like sprinkle. I'm like, we've got this six thousand dollar piece of equipment for us, that's a lot of money. And we're just like, oh, and why does this keep happening? People are like, just leave it in mechanic. Like, no, no. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Now you guys are heading to Ginapalooza in November, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, we got a bunch. We got um, we got Ginapalooza coming up at Carriage Works in Sydney, which is going to be really, really exciting. It's the first time Ginapalooza has come to Sydney. We got Ginapalooza in um, uh, what's that state that we really like? Melbourne. Melbourne. <laughs> um, we got Carriage Works or Sydney Town Hall. Oh, oh, shit, I don't know anymore. Uh, it's been a couple of things to watch since then. Maybe there's right. two. <laughs> maybe there's two, yeah, maybe. Well, um, I, I just bought tickets for the Sydney Town Hall one, so in November. Yeah, we're probably... Oh, there's another one. We're there. We're probably oh. there. <laughs> You're on the fucking list, so... Well, there, there you go, we're there, yeah. yeah. We're, we're at that one. <laughs> We were testing you and you passed. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. We're, yeah, we're going to be at Jim Palooza. And, um, yeah. uh, You're at all the Jim Palooza's, right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll see you there. Yeah. Oh, I, might need my, I might need my pseudo dad. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm happy to be surrogate dad. Yeah. He's a great son. Yeah, I bought tickets for whisk for uh, what was it? Uh, Whiskey Live. Yeah. And my dad from Victoria couldn't make it. I need to find a dad. So I had to stick. There's one up there. (laughs) A little bit further up. Yeah. And oh boy, did we have a good time. We know. I got all the (laughs) pictures. Absolutely shoot face. I called my dad afterwards. He said, "You were ter- talking sideways." <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did. We had this guy at Whiskey Live in Sydney. We did. And, um, oh my goodness, we tell everyone about this story because I just cannot believe. If that you're it's watching, real. guy, I'm sorry. Um, Not sorry. You are <laughs> amazing. I can't even. We had this botanicals that were dehydrated, and we took them all around the country with us. And this was show. the last show that we were doing on like a three-month kind of tour. <laughs> and um, oh. a piece of grapefruit in there that a lot of people had touched. Yeah, and so because <laughs> we're at a whiskey festival. Um, is like there's a lot of peated whiskey around. So this guy comes up to us and he goes, eat, eat. And I thought he meant peat and I was like, whiskey. So I was like, oh, no, 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 no. None of this is peated whiskey. It's like you should probably <laughs> go to that 
stand. He's like, no, 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 eat, eat. And I was like, again, no, I don't have any peat. And he picks up our display, starts takes it, it, starts eating it. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. You don't want to eat that. Like, <laughs> zero of COVID. And um, oh, my God. I was like, no. And then he went for a second he, he, he pauses for a bit. And I swear, I remember this in slow motion where he pauses looks at it, looks at me, looks at it again, and then eats it. And I, I was like, <laughs> no, what are you doing? And then he left. Left. <laughs> Need yeah. something to eat. When you're hungry, you're hungry. Uh, oh, dear. I'll give you a word of advice for your cellar door. Don't put botanicals out. On the bar. Yeah, because they all eat it, don't they? <laughs> they, 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 they with me. I have, I have <laughs> all the botanicals. People come up and they go, oh, yeah, all the spirits, yeah, yeah. Domp, yump. And you go, oh, oh fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> one, day, one, day, one day I was doing cellar <laughs> door and have... I, I thought it was going to be a quiet weekend, so I decided to de-seed a whole bunch of pomegranate for a affinity gin. And yeah. um, So I'm standing there and I'm de-seeding it. I've got, like, Pomegranate juice all over my face, so it looks like I've killed someone. And then having to explain. Yeah. Now you're just it. Welcome to the devil's wilderness. And then I'm trying to like explain <laughs> that Nick isn't here today, but it's not yeah, for Nick? that reason. And um, and then people would just come along, so I would have like group after group after group, and I still have all of this pomegranate just lying around that I need to de-seed like four days ago. <laughs> and um, people just started coming up and just started eating this pomegranate, and I'm just like, ah. Oh. I'm really happy that you've been doing this. Like, that's if that's the worst bit of the outcome, I can tell you it hasn't been sitting around for like three months. It's it's, it's fresh. And, um, I still need that to make gin. By the way, it was. But I want it back. <laughs> every little bit that you've eaten is a little bit that I can't put in the gin. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I think. It's time for. Oh, oh no! Oh, you have more questions. <laughs> we got more questions. Todd? Yeah, no. we got more questions. I'll find oh, something. Yeah. <laughs> Todd, five seconds playing around with his stick. A quiz. More okay. questions. We need a sound effect so well, we know what's going on. Uh, uh, I've, okay, I've been trying. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh -oh. We just remembered our question. Question that we've been literally asked, like thinking about all week. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Sorry. Uh, so go and ask it. I'll, I'll pretend I'm asking it. So. question? Where does Todd sleep when he's working at the distillery? Oh, you really want to know? Not for sure. <laughs> <laughs> So Todd has never slept in the caravan. No, of course he not. Sleeps, he sleeps in a plastic bag on the grass. Would you like to elaborate plastic on that, Todd? Bag. Plastic bag on it's a very luxurious um, swag. Oh, I thought that was the case. Well, that, that sounds a lot the... more comfortable than... Oh, that was you. <laughs> I, I would have thought it's a step up from the back of the car. but <laughs> so He does sleep in the back of his... Back of the wagon, he does too. But in yeah. winter, it's quite funny. We see him climb into <laughs> into the swag, and then I wake up in the middle of the night and I go outside, and the thing is just covered in ice. And he goes, yeah. "He's cold. He's feeling it." 
<laughs> it's quite crispy inside. You've got inside a lower freezing point than vodka, so. <laughs> yeah, it was my, we, the last we, time I was out there was a couple of weeks ago. It was minus six overnight. Yeah, so but it was, it was a bit crispy. No, it was it was minus six, and I don't know. We were celebrating something. No, we weren't. We were just drinking in the shed. Um, you don't need to yeah. celebrate. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, and we, we had a local mate. Justine barrels. Justine <laughs> barrels, and it was minus six, and I went to bed I in can't the car remember. And rather than hopping <laughs> right. in the bed, I hopped on the little wee couch, and I had a single sheet, and I woke up in the middle of the night freezing, and then I climbed into the bed. And I didn't have the heater on. It was minus six, and it, I feared okay. But I thought, Todd, you must have really felt it. But you said, no, nah, I didn't feel a thing. So, are you, are you going to invest in a second caravan or a double bedroom caravan or, or a craftworks <laughs> distillery tent? No, I'll get a bigger mill. That'll yeah. be the next thing. <laughs> I, understand, I understand that. I can't sleep in that yeah. thing. Every, everything, <laughs> everything centers around. What can I get to improve the shed? Like people say, oh, you need a bigger caravan, and I go, no, I love my caravan. It's it's cozy. It's mm. it's yeah, it's fine. But um, yeah, bigger mill. I take a bigger mill. Mm. So, what's your <laughs> questions, Todd? Because you've got some questions. I do have some questions. Okay, what did gin and tonic help prevent in the eighteen hundreds? Malaria. Yes. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> And boring conversations. <laughs> and sobriety. Yeah, that too. I had a bout of sobriety once, but it's cleared up now. Oh. <laughs> it's nasty when you get it, isn't it? Oh, it's just you can get an for it. <laughs> okay, so Any the next one is uh, yeah, I've got one more. Yeah. Uh, what what does Iris root do in gin? I'm going to oh. say give it more of an earthy. Bitter? Yeah, because they're using a lot of like amaros and stuff like that as well. So one of your main ingredients. Yeah. Is it a fix it? dry. Yeah, so you're, you're on the right track. It, apparently it, it's um, the base note binding and stabilizing binding. Yeah, other flavors. Yeah. I said it something tends to be gin. a bit earthy, woody, <laughs> sweet. You did, and you remembered it. It was quite good. Yeah, yeah, I've been reading. I've Crafty. Been reading. You're a gin expert. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I knew this would happen. A lot of research. A lot of Good research. thing I signed you up for all of those newsletters. Sorry? I missed that. Before before we went on air, uh, they yeah. were saying that your gin is one of the best in the country. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Every chance it's good crafting. Yeah. Not it's it not right. not it's it not a not yeah, it's good. pretty good. It's fucking good. It's a nice gym. It's a nice, yeah. I, I like it. <laughs> Ask Crafty about like his take like how taken back he was by celery seed. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, all right. We need to, we need to fill in the blanks. So yep. Nick and Nick and Ali, Nick and Ali are very <laughs> much instrumental in, in helping me get into gin to the point that I went, Nick and Ali, I need to get into gin. Can you help me? And so <laughs> <laughs> they did. And Nick was wandering around the pub, staggering around the pub, and he goes, Oh, there's rosemary. And I went, uh, Yeah, I think so. And he goes, 
That'll not, go well. Not, yeah. not a lady and a plant. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, rosemary from black goat is uh, black snake is rosemary. Oh, no. uh, so anyway, so that make that situation the, happen. That that was the start of putting together craft uh, craftworks uh, KPD Gen. So sitting down with Nick and Ellie, uh, distilling individual botanicals and tasting all these different botanicals distilled and, and working out flavor profile and uh, celery seed. Yeah. That was the, the, the secret, not so secret ingredient now <laughs> at a very, very, very low percentage that just, just sort of resonated, didn't it? Nick? it was just, it popped. Yeah. It, worked it, really pulled, well. it, it pulled the gin together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so, so we, the gin is using rosemary grows on the grounds of KBD um, pub. Lemons and yep. limes from down the Cape de Valley. A uh, little bit of wattle seed. That's the main distinguishing botanicals. But a mm. uh, whole lot of root. Lots of different root in there for various reasons. Um, and, it's, yeah, it's a great gin. So if you like a good root. If you like a good root. I find gin, it took me ages to get into gin. But like you, Ali, I, I, I just like, nah, just. Yeah, yeah, London gin, London drive. Yeah, didn't like it. And when I started discovering gins, I realised just how creative gin was. But the cool mm -hmm. thing about gin is you make it, and you can taste it. And after a week or so, you got an idea of you know you've got something which you know where you are. So the R and D uh, curve on on gin is massively quicker than whiskey. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's, 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 it's totally different years, yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's totally different but it's such a creative platform and, I, and it excites me um and, we've, and we've guys, come a long uh, way hey? we've come a long we've come a long way in in little old craft works from we're never going to make a gin haven't we really make a gin and there's a banner out the side in front that says gin and whiskey is that good is that, is that what there might be a banner on uh, the the old uh, highway. On the highway now, gin and whiskey. I will see you at the IWS, IWSC Awards. No, you've and got a stand next to it at the gin festival. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have a gin. Well, we've, actually, we've actually had two it's a, it's a good gin. that are pretty similar. Uh, from Prestige Liquids, we've uh, got, is there a botanical that you want to use that you haven't plan played around yet? And we've also Bye. had Rule. Have you done much research into more obscure native Australian botanicals? Yes. Yes. So, yes to both of them. So, <laughs> we've like the first one. So, there's a berry that I cannot pronounce, and it's from, like, it's not from Australia. <laughs> but it's like, um, I cannot pronounce it for the life of me, but it is the most interesting berry, like, from day one. Like, basically what I would do when I used to work this dead-end job was order all of these different berries and spices and get them delivered to work, and then my lunch break would literally be sitting on the floor eating all of these unknown berries and spices because I was really yeah. broke. Still am. But, like, um, you know, so I found this one that started with S. I can't remember it for the life of me. And 
it was like it boasts every single profile under the sun. I think I gave it to you, Crafty, without telling you anything about it. And you were like, what is this? It literally has sweet, sour, earthy, spicy, all in the same mouthful. It was like incredible. I'm still, because I've, we've just been so busy, um, I still want to, whether we release anything with it or not, but I still really, 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 really want to play with it a lot more. We, yeah, we've, we've, um, We've eaten, distilled, brewed over hundreds of botanicals. We have boxes and boxes yeah. of just weird shit. And um, some of them work. Some, some of them, them really don't. Not, <laughs> and some of them we still haven't learned how to use. Use yet. So um, it's one of those things where you keep learning and you learn and you learn. So it's what Crafty often says is like what, what you know, if you know what you know now, when you know like then. Crafty, quote yourself, please. <laughs> okay. That what I say is I know what I know now. Oh Jesus, here we go. <laughs> I know what I, I know what I know now and I knew what I knew a year ago. And a year year ago I knew so much less than what I know now. So I know a year from now I'll know so much more than what I know now. And that's really exciting. So yeah, it's this constant we, quest of knowledge. Yeah, so it's, it's one of those things where you might not understand that botanical with your knowledge at that time or now, yeah. but when you start going along and you start to learn more about the science of it because, like, you're always learning and if you're not always learning, then you're doing something very wrong. Um, and so getting to the point of, of, of going back and revisiting it with what you know now can be totally different to what um, you mm -hmm. knew then so yeah to answer long story short to answer that yes and yes we will come back and revisit some weird obscure botanicals that we've wanted to work with unfortunately oh, I, can't give you a name I can't pronounce Sin it Sin Sin Sincipalum Sincipalum oh, yeah, yeah that'll work oh. yep so it's causes sour foods to taste sweet no but that no. does sound really interesting, could, but it's not it's that. not that. But Todd, uh, can you order some of that? We're gonna start experimenting with it. Gonna bug <laughs> yeah. experiment. Oh, I literally got a whole Todd, bag of it. Todd, just um half the things you have to order. Just oh all of them just come out ask us first. Yeah, because they're probably <laughs> I like how I like how he asked the unpaid apprentice to buy the things to test. <laughs> there's, there's some like really like I'm I'm one of the ones that really fascinates me that not so much that we're going to use but I want to go and see one of our fellow distillers that that uses this botanical and try it by itself is a lot of the seaside botanicals really interest me because like like mm. you got that salt it fucks you still up you know like you've got like yeah. all these different kind of profiles that come through on it and that's one that that's always really interested me. Um, and on the obscure native botanicals ones, we've got a couple that we're working on and a couple <laughs> things around the distillery that we're really, really interested on. And um, really cool. And there's some things that reside, like botanicals that reside there, which we, you probably especially wouldn't be able to use for gin, but they're interesting on their own and they're like, um, and they're native botanicals. So like the, um, the woodsy pear. Oh, we love the woodsy pear. So, yeah, they come out, and they're always really exciting. The first time I ever saw one, I freaked out. I was like, what the heck is this weird thing hanging from the tree? I've never seen it before. And, I like, we both grew up in, like, 
rural <laughs> so yeah it was just like wow this is so crazy and then like going and doing your research and reading every single book like i got like my auntie and uncle got me like all these australian botanical books so you would just go walking and like take photos of what you saw and then go refer to it back in the book and write notes and all this other kind of stuff and and just like so they used to make the so it gets two it, it looks like a pear um two seeds in it um and they used to make those seeds into like bread like kind starch, of like a you know? flower and stuff like that but, but like, you this... wouldn't get that much from just one pair because they only released two seeds so we love them they're cool and yeah. they're just super weird and like, everyone gets really freaked out when they see them and they're just like whoa what is that a, we got a bunch of them now because of post fires like they weren't really around yeah. before that but they come out after fires so post no. the fires, we've got heaps of them around, and it's kind of really cool. We want to do something with them. Mm. There's there's a lot of Aussie botanicals, and there's a lot of weird and crazy ones. There's a lot that have, like, amazing aromas. Yeah. But it's really hard to make sure that you can use them. Yeah, so you um, have to really do your research. <laughs> so there's a lot we want to work with, but there's, yeah, there's, like, yeah. We, we got this one that from Mungo National Park brought to us, and this is, like, it's got this insane aroma, but we can't find out enough about it to make sure if it, it's, um, like, good enough. Like, if it's something that you can um, actually eat and not get sick. Like, it's like wattle seed. Like, wattle seed, there's, like, there's only a couple of actual wattle plants that uh, produce the right seed that then when you toast, it's not toxic. They aren't toxic. So it's like it's yeah. about – And they don't grow in our region. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, so you gotta know, uh, you gotta know your raw materials and what you're using. Yeah, oh, yeah. you're also yeah. just wandering around like the bush eating botanicals. That's probably not a very good idea. No. So, what you, <laughs> you should do is like the first thing that you do is kind of like on your wrists and inside there are the most sensitive parts of your skin. So, if it's dangerous to you, probably rub it there first and then wait 24 hours <laughs> <laughs> before you go mm. along and start chomping it. So Right. If you don't get hives, you can use it in a spirit. I probably wouldn't still do that. I would still probably do further research, but it just means that it's not going to kill you immediately. But it is right. the reason. Like Aussie, Aussie Botanicals is one of the re one one of the reasons that Australian gins are taking the world. Like we yeah. are taking the world, and that is really fucking cool. Yeah, um, because everyone like is always like, "Oh yeah, no, it's England's the capital. It's England's the capital," and that's not even where it came from. It's so it's like the, the category of the spirit is not really bound to where it originated. It's where it finds its big boom of success at a certain point of time. So, um, yeah, in like probably like a hundred years, they'll be writing in textbooks if they still have them then um, about like, you know, the, the Australian kind of like influence and stuff like that on, on gin. Whereas like, you know, um, mm. yeah, other parts in Europe had their kind of, like I think from whatever my knowledge is worth <laughs> which is nothing <laughs> kind of originated from and how it kind of got to to country to country to country yeah yeah but also the thing with, with gin that, that I've learned um and I think um uh Marcel really highlighted it in his book Still Magic, which I've just read and reread recently, which I think is a fantastic book. You know, for anyone it's wanting to make it, it's the book that I wish that I had when we started. Mm. Sorry, it's the book that I wish that we had when we started. Yeah, yeah, I know. It, it's I, I read it now and I go, wow, 
it, 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 it's how it relates back to food, but also you know, working your botanicals is like an orchestra. Um, it's all got to work in, in unison. It's all got to work in, in balance. You know, you can throw a shit ton of botanicals and think you're making something creative, but it just doesn't work because the botanicals don't work with each other or they don't work with the juniper or, or whatever. So it's, it's, it's how it all comes together. So together. yeah, a hundred percent. Right. That's so like, the art I, form. yeah. So like I, my bare minimum kind of education is literally like high school. Um, didn't get a UAI or anything like that. But like, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where when things start to spark intrigue and you start to follow little breadcrumbs that are being left for you that are invisible to the information that you need to have. And so like when we were learning about gin and stuff like that, it was like, you know, I used to chew gum all the time before I had to like literally reserve my palate to actually taste spirits. And so I'd be like, well, what makes that mint linger and stuff like that like on your breath? Like, yeah. so trying to find out what does that, looking at the back of gum packets and stuff like that for any ingredient that can kind of, like, you know, give me a hint of something. And it turns out that's cardamom. So it's like cardamom kind of like carries like aromatic you, profiles and stuff like that. Are you writing over. down these little tidbits over there? <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. This is I've told you this about like a hundred <laughs> times. <laughs> 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 Sometimes it takes no, don't, don't tell Crafty, tell Todd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was just kind of like going about that. And sometimes, like, you want a profile in there and you're not necessarily going to get it in there from just adding it in there. You have to add an enhancer for, for that to come out or something like that and use a different botanical as a conduit, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. So this actually made me feel like having a gin, so I, I, I have. And the gin that I have on hand is... Oh, Sunny oh, Hill from last I week. I had that one. Last week, Sunny Sam. Hill. Yeah. Um, which I, I, I just received yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, So it's a wheat, a wheat gin, mm -hmm. a wheat base. What's your... What's your mash bill? What's your what's your base? How do you? I mean, he, their, their 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 thing is is they they grow the wheat, they malt mm -hmm. the wheat, and then they distill the wheat. Mm -hmm. So we use for across like we've got lightning affinity and Marita now. So Marita uses a wheat base, and um, the other the gins use a cane base. So we grow a lot of the botanicals, not like a reasonable amount of them. So we grow a lot of them on site. So we use fresh botanicals. So we want something that is clean as possible. So it has no flavor whatsoever. If you see our distillery, we are not an industrial setup to be able to create something that has zero mm. flavor. So yeah. Um, that's where cane spirit comes in. So we want the fresh botanicals to do all the work and so and not have the base spirit be something that is so, like, loud and, like, overbearing. So that's how you build your botanical bill on top of your base spirit. Yeah. Which so, you believe it adds flavour. It's a mouthfeel too, yeah. don't you? It, yeah, so different, different base spirits add different things to it. So grape, um, I feel, has more of like a mouthfeel to it than like, say, cane or or wheat. Wheat has more of like a creamier profile, whereas 
Um, for, for me personally, uh, cane has more of just a very neutral flavor that doesn't have any other kind of characteristics in it other than kind of a little bit more sweeter, very subtle sweet notes. Right. Yeah. The way I describe it to, to people in Salador is your base spirit is your canvas and your botanicals yeah. are your paints. It's your flour in bread and the botanicals and the other ingredients that make it rise and all that other kind of stuff. And like we do like with, with rum and stuff like that, we make it like we, I do that from scratch. That's why I'm always covered in crap. Like, um, <laughs> 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 like yeah. So it's, it's not a matter of like, can I, can you do it or not? It's, it's more of a, What's the purpose of this? Where, where is it going? Um, and if you can do that for the love of it, that's fantastic. But our facility does not have the ability to create something that is neutral spirit. What we do is we use the same process as you would make neutral spirit to make rum, which our rum has a lot of flavor. <laughs> yeah. So when, when will your rum be ready for me to taste? <laughs> Well, it just hit the two-year mark the other week, which was really exciting. So I became an official legal rum distiller the other week. Um, but, yeah, so it's it's not – I feel like I should keep it back another – till the end of the winter I'll come back and I'll reassess it. Um, right. But it's tasting really, really, really good. But you can never go back uh, when when something is, like, in a barrel – you can't really take it further, but you can always take it a little bit back. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my philosophy there. So I'd rather leave it in a tiny bit longer and yep. then uh, see what that kind of gives to it and where I want to gauge the rest of it to kind of go. Mm. So I'll just have to visit to get a sneaky taster out of the uh, out of the barrel. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that could be arranged. Yeah. Yeah, only an hour away. Yeah, so I, I promise you, we'll make that hour worth. <laughs> I may Bye, not guys. be able to drive home. That's the problem. That's okay. Yeah. There there's always a shelf that we can clear. <laughs> we won't make you sleep in a plastic bag on the lawn like like Todd. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, we're out to one minute thirty-four, so we've definitely taken it out. Uh, one minute thirty-four. Yeah, wow. we've been yabbering up. We've been shooting the shit for an hour thirty-four. So. Oh wow. Oh, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. In that time, you could have watched a movie or yeah. anything else. I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry, for everyone who's tuned in. There were no explosions. I mean, there were explosions. the new Bill and Ted movie probably would have been better. Uh, I mean, <laughs> live in a shed. I don't know what's going on. Hey, I'll, I'll I'll tell you a story about a movie just quickly. So, I not I'm that a big movie. Fan. <laughs> <laughs> big fan of Christopher Nolan. Love, love it. Everything he's done, right from his early days, right. And when Tenet came out, I was angry. I just didn't <laughs> like it. I I, I felt like what is wrong? It, it just w didn't work on any front for me. So anyway, um, 
I just put it up there with Superman versus Bad, uh, Batman, worst film we've ever made. But, so, um, no, I would love to watch a movie with you that you hate. I would love oh, that so much. I, I get, I get very, very upset, very upset. <laughs> so anyway, um, this week, Monday, yeah, Monday night, uh, so I wasn't in the shed uh, and I thought, I'm going to watch a movie. So I poured a couple of whiskeys and I watched Tenet in the caravan. Really good. Really, really good. I, just, I don't know what it was, but I, I watched it with friends and I was super excited. I don't know if it was high expectations or what, but I absolutely loved watching it on, on, on Monday. So I've decided now I'm going to give um, uh, Superman versus Batman a, a go, you know, the, the Snyder uh, movie. No. Um, We've just switched from... Shooting the shit. To movie reviews is crafty. To movie reviews. <laughs> don't, don't, don't waste your time. Just yeah, that's you will a, be very, that's, very that's fucking angry at watching <laughs> I'm compiling like snippets of things that I would love to see in like a, a 3M slot on like a community channel TV where you create this like 30 minute show of just snippets that are the same. Like content every single time, there would be like a crafty not enjoying a movie segment. There would be Nick picking up things <laughs> and saying something about the price every single time. Yeah, that'd it'd be great. <laughs> it would be worth being off at that hour for. <laughs> uh, well, I've got to go because I've got to mash in because I committed myself to a double brew today and I haven't even done my second. Yeah, mash yeah. In, so, so. Oh well, yeah. And it was all going on this road trip. Before I've, I've got water, I got water in the still. And watching movies, all these other luxuries of the world. He's spending all his time on social media. Oh. <laughs> Trying on uh, his stashes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Guys, thank you. That, that was awesome, that, and I knew it would be. Um, it's always good catching up with you guys. Um, and, yeah, you're, you're passionate about Australian craft. You're all about what Aussie craft is still a shit and shit's about. Um, any final words you want to say to the – I don't know how many people are watching, but it goes to YouTube. We tend to get a few more people on, that, on that's, YouTube. That's probably like, all gone to bed. It's been uh, an hour and 38 minutes. I, I would have yep. tuned out in four minutes. So, um, <laughs> Thank so you to anyone who stayed past – yeah. Past yeah. our bedtimes, yeah. Thank you so much, everyone, for, for tuning in, listening to us, shooting the shit and rambling, and welcome to our TED Talk. talk. <laughs> Well, you were testing you guys and you did not pass. Drink local, yeah. buy local, in, enjoy Australian craft spirits. Yeah. And Every, that's the spirit. They're yeah. awesome. That's, and thank that's you guys. I thank you guys so much for having us. And if you are not already subscribed, and I don't think you two are, you need to subscribe. You don't know how to use phones and shit. Just click the, what was. the follow button, the subscribe button. I'm not talking about you. Ali, you're fine. Nick, oh. your account is not following. <laughs> you know, have you not heard of the prizes? We got prizes. No, because... I've seen the prizes. I want one. Oh, Luke, yeah, fucking you... awesome prizes! So, am I going to have to watch an hour and thirty-eight video interview? No, no, no. He's going to click that. Eligible. 
No. Tell them the prizes. Tell them the prizes. If you press the button and hit the subscribe button, you become eligible to win Cooper for a day at Wayne oh, Cooper. Oh. Oh, you should 100 I'm going to do that right now, actually. And yep. you walk away right, with your own right, t- way, 10 litre barrel. Yep. But not one. So you, so you get a 10 litre barrel. Yep. Is this on Spotify or? On the Facebook and YouTube. Just follow all of them. Just follow all of them and then you'll be safe. Amazing. And then we also have. Wait, there's more. There's more. You get to watch a movie with You get a night at McHenry Distillery. Oh, oh that'd be cool. Their Christmas gin is literally my seasonal favourite. If I don't have that for Christmas, it's not really Christmas. Oh, oh. there's a big one. We get a night. Uh, they've they have graciously given us a night at the uh, uh, d- distillery uh, on out site. there on, on site. On site accommodation on the distillery. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to yeah. curl up around the around the still for warmth. It's actually a cabin on Mount Arthur. Uh, you can like stand there nude, and nobody else will know. Apparently, no. Bill, Bill, yeah, apparently, Bill, and you never know about it until it turns up on the internet or it's in someone's memoir. <laughs> the label of a beer bottle. So, so everybody, make no. sure you hit. Done. Yeah, that's good. Now yeah. you're on. Good. Well, we're at 102. <laughs> well done. We're going to 800. If you're listening and you haven't subscribed, just subscribe to Shooting the Shit on uh, Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and Spotify. So, and look at me learning all the very easy platforms. No, you're looking easy. like getting to the camera is really weird. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got we have we have some great ones coming up so we're interviewing um uh jesse from uh Stillcraft chasing chasing the craft a podcaster distiller in new zealand uh i've got a very big profile in the spirit scene in the craft space uh we're interviewing uh peter bignall from belgrove yes yeah. coming on. so that'll be awesome we're interviewing um the uh, global director of um, who's re- responsible, I believe, for Westland Distillery in the in the US, which yeah. I'm looking forward to that. We're we interviewing that. Alan Bishop from Spirit of the French Lick, who is one uh, incredibly creative, crafty guy from from down south uh, in uh, the US. And we also have we're pulling this one together, Mark Rainier. Who is the renegade on Whiskey Terroir uh, and is Waterford Distillery? Um, and we're doing a joint session with him and Stu Wycross from Voyager Craft Malt specifically to talk about terroir and that, the grain and terroir. And I am so looking forward to that. That's going to be a real geeky deep dive session, that one. Um, what other ones we've got coming up? Um, Chrissy Lark. From Clark. Oh, cool. Yes. Yeah, we're doing she also did really, really, really well in IWSC this year as well. So shout out yes. to Yes. She did very well. Very and we've well. Also got, we've also got the... The godfather of Australian oh, yeah. whiskey. 
Mr. Bill Lark. The Larkmeister. Later in the year as well. So, uh, and I forgot Cameron Syme from uh, Lime Burners, uh, University, and um, 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 the other one I've forgotten. I'm terribly sorry. Uh, <laughs> the Dugout Whiskey. The Dugout Whiskey. Sorry, Cameron. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's been a big night and I've got a lot of work. That's all right. No one's going to be up listening to that now. Yeah, anyway. I know no one's watching now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> all right. Let's cut it. 143. We'll be out of here by 145. So, guys, thank you again and uh, we will catch up soon. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Yeah. Great having you. See you guys. <laughs> See ya. All right, Luke.